Hello, this is Glenda with Miles Ahead Wellness, and we are about to set off on a about 12 week journey to reimagine what success is. Discovering a path before you that moves you towards your full potential. As we sit here in 2023, I think it's high time, especially for those of us at a midpoint in our lives, to consider where we are and what the path before us looks like. You see, as we grow up, we are conditioned to believe that the right path before us is often this very traditional path of go to school, get a job, find a partner, build a career, create a family. And then this other part, which is happily ever after. (laughs) We learn what to do in order to become successful and happy, but there's this other part that happens, right? This phrase happily ever after suggests this perfect or idealized ending to a story in which all conflicts are resolved and the characters live in a state of eternal happiness. Boy, does this ever set us up for disappointment. We are often given many things on this to-do list early in life, but then the manual becomes really ambiguous when we get to this happily ever after part. Some of us wake up in our late 30s, early 40s, and start questioning ourselves in our path. Where the heck is my happily ever after? Okay, so even if we aren't so naive to believe in it fully, there's still parts of us that believes in the story that we are continually fed, that if we do all these things, then life's going to be okay. But what if we got it all wrong? What if you are simply chasing what feels like you should want instead of what actually will bring you joy? What if instead of some formulaic plan for everyone, we instead were taught how to connect our own strengths and path to offer those gifts to the world? What if it's never too late to shift and take action on what will bring you more joy and fulfillment? I think reimagining your life path at midlife can be this powerful way to find greater fulfillment and thrive in our later years. We have so many years ahead of us at midlife. Change allows for the possibility to be happy in a much different way, to find success in a much different way. It requires us to go within for the answers and not look outward. Remember, it's never too late to reimagine your life path and find greater fulfillment and happiness in your later years. A year of thriving is always better than continually continuing to feel the heaviness and burden of not living a life led by our best self. There's this wonderful quote by Sam Altman, who's the uh, CEO of OpenAI and the creator of ChatGPT, an amazing thing changing the world. And his quote is, the most successful people I know are focused on solving important problems and are incredibly present and mindful in their work. You know, this notion of mindfulness is so important as it allows us to connect to this deeper place inside of us. I thought it was appropriate as we begin this conversation over the next 12 weeks in different ways and different formats and different perspectives to Uh, bring in the beautiful poem by Robert Frost. One of the first um, poems I actually remember memorizing when I was younger, The Road Not Taken. 
Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveller, long I stood and looked down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had worn them really about the same, and both that morning equally lay and leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. So how do we forge a new path forward towards living life fully? I think there's a few things. The first one is knowing yourself. Turning inward allows us to start a new relationship with ourselves. And perhaps for some people, a brand new relationship with self. It allows us to connect to our inner demon or our best self in a meaningful way. And this allows us to make decisions that are best for us, not based on information from the mass, for the masses or for, from other people, but truly from our own sense of being. I have included a link um, in the notes if you want to look down for those listening to a meditation to connect to your inner demon, as well as the first um, season, the first episode of the first season's podcast on Get Clear, which really talks about gaining this clarity of who we are. The second is reflecting on our own values and priorities. You know, here's a simple practice that we could do repeatedly because I think our values can shift and certainly our priorities shift in time. But find a a quiet, comfortable space where you can focus and relax. Take a few deep breaths and clear your mind of any distractions, allowing yourself just even a few moments to just be with this idea. And ask yourself some reflective questions like, what do I care about most in life? What brings me the most joy and fulfillment? What might it feel like to be fulfilled? What are my core values and beliefs? What do I want to achieve in the next five, ten years? What kind of legacy do I want to leave behind? Taking some moment to write the answers in a journal or notebook. You may also want to create like a mind map or a vision board to visually represent your values, your priorities. Review your list and identify any common themes or patterns. And this can really help identify what's most important to you and what do you want to prioritize in your life. Even more importantly is to then go to your schedule or your calendar. And are the things that are filling up your day aligned with your values and priorities? And if not, maybe it's time for a shift, change. Use this list to guide your decision-making and goal-setting when faced with a decision or opportunity. Come back to this idea of your core values and allow that to be at least a part of your decision-making. Okay, next step is consider your strengths and passions. In the notes, um, in the written document, I include links to different ones. These are all free um, tools that you can use. Take a test, okay? There's character strengths, there's strength finders or strength tests. Uh, Human design is another way um, that lots of people find interest in kind of getting to know themselves and their strengths in the Enneagram. There's lots of things that are out there that can really start to provide a lot of 
detail or nuance, if you will, to understand your strengths and your passions. Consider your accomplishments. Like, what have you done well in the past? What have you received and a feedback on? And can you reflect on that feedback? Remembering that identifying your strengths is this ongoing process. So as you gain more experience and knowledge, your strengths will evolve and maybe even change over time. So stay open to new opportunities and experiences and continue to reflect on your strengths and how you can use them. So we know that the most fulfilled people are people who really focus on using their strengths daily. So once you know what your strengths are, whichever test or thing you might do is, are you using them on a regular basis? Identify possible obstacles. I've certainly talked about this in differing um, articles and podcasts about we will run up to into obstacles. And so as we are able to, is to even identify in our mind of what those possible op- obstacles might be, we can then create plans to move around them or to go through them. So there's probably more, but I want to talk about three key obstacles that I think hold most people back from taking action to live a more fulfilling life. The first one is fear, you know, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of the unknown. All of these things can really hold people back from pursuing their passions and taking risks that could lead to a more fulfilling life. The second one is societal, social pressure, societal pressure, familial pressures, right? All of these pressures and expectations from family, from friends, from society that can make it really difficult for people to pursue their own goals and passions because everybody else seems to have an idea of what's best for us. Instead of maybe asking what that is, what we have uh, for ourselves. And the third one is negative self-talk or a lack of self-confidence. Negative self-talk can really undermine our self-confidence and lead to feelings of self-doubt and low self-esteem. And, you know, when we have that low self-confidence, it can really make it difficult for people to take action. And so there are many excuses that will be created to keep us stuck to keep us in this familiar cycle of behavior and excuses like our busy schedules, the needs of our family, all the fears, all the lack of self-worth, all those stories, right? Can you see the story in your mind that keeps you on your current path? Can you see the subtle ways we sabotage ourselves? Now, can you look at the and identify potential possibilities You know, we want to encourage imagination and see new directions and possibilities. And this can be a powerful way to expand your horizons and create a more fulfilling life. It can allow us to take smaller steps outside of our comfort zone as well, so that we're not making big change, but we're just making slow growth and stepping outside of that comfort zone, comfort zone towards our full potential. Okay, so the first thing we can do is we can practice brainstorming. Brainstorming is this powerful tool for generating new ideas and possibilities, right? We don't start to evaluate the possibilities. We just allow ourselves full imagination and just to write everything down. This can be about a new hobby, a new relationship, a new career path. We're not evaluating until later in the process. The beginning is just allowing ourselves to really generate as many new ideas and possibilities as, as much as we can. So, um, you know, there's a lot of great online tools now and apps like uh, that do mind mapping and do idea generation, like Miro is one, M-I-R-O, there's a link to it. Um, it's uh, There's a free and a paid version of it. I mean, certainly if you have another one, 
go for it. I have no, um, it's not an affiliate link. Um, it's just something that I use that um, I quite enjoy. The second one is engaging creative activities. We've talked about this in different ways before, but engaging in creative activities like writing, drawing, painting, journaling, um, whatever, whatever, right? Um, whatever you like, whatever kind of is you're drawn to, allow it to tap into your imagination and new possibilities. These activities can really help you think outside the box and approach problems from a whole other perspective. Surround yourself with inspiration. Now, this can come in many forms. You can surround yourself with people, books, media, all of these things that inspire you and challenge your thinking. You know, this can be a new podcast book. It can be visual things that inspire you, you know, having quotes up or visual reminders, but it can also be about making sure like on your social media that you're following people that inspire you, that you're not getting drawn into drama and negative thinking about things. So this can really help us in seeing new direction and possibility. You know, we might say, well, I can't do that. They can do that. But it's like, why not me, right? Seek out groups in person and online with like-minded people or people you would like to be to be like. Um, take risks. Take uh, Taking risks can be really scary, but it can be incredibly rewarding. And it reminds us, right, of what we're capable of. It builds that inner sense sense of confidence within us when we try something new, even just slightly outside of our comfort zone, it allows us to see new possibility and expand our horizons. Traveling is an amazing way of doing this, right? When we go to new places, we get to see the world from a completely different perspective. We eating new food, seeing new places, experiencing new things really kind of just can be mind blowing. So even if you can't travel far, just exploring new neighborhoods, even in your own city. I remember when I first moved to Toronto, I would do that all the time. I would grab my laptop and go to get on the subway, go to stop at a new neighborhood, find a cafe and sit and write or walk, go for walks in that neighborhood and just see what it was like. Um, and again, it just kind of shifts your own thinking from doing the same thing every day, like many of us do. So the next is take action. Change requires disruption. And this can be a really hard thing for people. Often when they know they want to make a big change, it often, one of the major obstacles is actually this idea of disrupting or causing disruption to the other people in their life. And to shift your path, the reality is that your choices may impact those around you like family and partners and kids. So identify your own fear. It's important to understand why you're scared and what specific fears are holding you back. Maybe write them down and try to identify the root cause of each one. But also recognize that fear is normal when we face change, so don't let it stop you. Communicate openly and honestly with those people who may be impacted. It's important to communicate your thoughts and feelings openly and honestly, and also in a way that's respectful, non-judgmental, you know, using those I statements. Right. So we're not blaming the other person or attacking the other person. We're just trying to share how we're feeling. Listen actively listen back to their perspective and understand where they might be coming from. 
finding some common ground, perhaps, and identifying potential solutions that work for both of you and brainstorm those solutions together, working together with the other person who identified those things that might be of concern and being open to compromise and willing to negotiate and knowing that this is a process as well, right? So we might need to start in these small ways and allow that change to evolve over time. Practice gratitude, focusing on what we have to be grateful for can really help us appreciate the good things in our life and bring more of a sense of joy and fulfillment without really having to do anything but take notice. And of course, take action, do something. We know that action neutralizes anxiety and fear. The more small steps we take, the less we're worried about what if and more in the process and in that mindfulness of this moment to moment awareness. Remember that changing things doesn't have to mean throwing it all out and starting over again, which often people get into thinking we can start small and feel things out. We can experience something new and that alone can shift our perspective and create new possibilities. And finally, embrace the journey. Life is a spectacular journey that presents so many different opportunities to learn, to grow, to cultivate deep relationships, to explore the world and to give back and make the world such a better place. So shifting your mindset, more on this topic later in April, is central to embracing and enjoying this journey called life. So here's a few ideas uh, to make it a more, let's say, positive experience. One is accept change. Change is a natural part of life and can be difficult to accept at first. However, accepting change is an important step in embracing a new life journey. Try to focus on the positive aspects of your new journey and the opportunities it presents. Because guess what? There will be some challenges along the way. That's life. Set goals. Setting goals can help you focus your energy and give you a sense of purpose. Think about what you want to achieve in your new journey, journey and set realistic goals that will help you get there. Learn new skills. Learning anything new really um, changes our brain and certainly shifts our mindset and our attitude towards things. So learning new skills can be a great way to adapt to a new journey and gain confidence in our abilities. So look for opportunities to do that. Connect with others. Connecting with others who are on a similar journey can give it, be a great sense of source of support and motivation. You can join groups or organizations in line with your interests or groups and meet new people who can support you on your journey. Practice self-care. Embracing a new journey can be stressful and overwhelming at times. It's important to take care of yourself, both physically and mentally. Make sure that you take time for those activities like exercise, meditation, spending time in nature, whatever that looks like for you and making sure that that gets scheduled in and engage in meaningful work. Now, when I say work, it doesn't necessarily just mean about our career, although that may be true. It could be volunteering or engaging in some activity that aligns with your values and purpose, which gives you a sense of meaning and fulfillment, all of which are elements of thriving. Dr. Reverend Bernard, uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith um, was giving a talk um, in, I think it was early April, and he says, give possibility a chance for change to happen, right? It's always like, can we open up our hearts and our minds to the possibility? And as soon as we do that, we now have created the space for something to happen. Okay, so next up, over the coming weeks, uh, we are going to really be exploring tools and skills that we can cultivate that will help us shift and find the courage to explore a new path for the road ahead. 
So I hope you'll join us over the coming weeks um, as we'll be diving into lots of things from resiliency and grit to flexibility to compassion to being heart-centered to forgiveness and a whole bunch more. Thank you for being here.